Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Mark Cox Morning Show is brought to you by Thomas Helbig and Bob Kershaw with the Retirement Advisory Group. RetirementKey.com. The Mark Cox Morning Show. I want to compliment your show on how fair and level-headed everything you guys talk about. Who is this guy? He's saying what we've been saying forever. Maybe what we need from a conservative standpoint is... The Mark Cox Morning Show. I respect that. We don't agree. Listen to both sides. This... Let's get it on. ...is the Mark Cox Morning Show. Hey, good morning to you. It is Wednesday morning. Glad you're with us. The seventh day of February. You're listening to the Mark Cox Morning Show, and uh, we are uh, trying to get all of the things going on covered this morning from the border bill uh, to this immunity ruling against the president, against President uh, Trump. Um, All of it, including the guilty plea from the Michigan school shooter's mom. We're going to get you a live report on that at about 735. To me, that seems like something that's been long overdue in this string of underage kids committing these uh, mass shootings. What, why are the parents never held responsible for any of this? I, I, maybe this is uh, the start of a new trend. We'll talk to Jeff Manasso about 735 this morning. A few traffic problems out there, so we'll keep you up to date on that through the morning. Uh, right now, though, let's get to the top stories, Carl, please. The Mark Cox Shortlist. We are here today to authoritatively express that President Trump did not commit an insurrection, uh, and we believe Congress has a unique role in making that declaration. Yeah, that is Matt Gates, uh, where they have uh, introduced a resolution in Congress in the House side to make it very clear there never was an insurrection, period. He started to put one of the hostages in like a headlock, And he had the knife to her throat. Suddenly, a sniper opening fire, shooting the suspect dead. How about that? Uh, In Florida, a happy ending to a bank standoff when the SWAT team was able to take out the suspect through a bank window. Those are protesters over in Dublin. Remember Brexit? Uh, We might be having an Irish exit, too. They're all mad about immigration, just like a lot of Americans are. No, this is the result that some of us predicted. Uh, The panel was very skeptical of these arguments. 
Yeah, that is uh, Jonathan Turley talking about this immunity ruling yesterday in the uh, uh, Washington, D.C. appeals court. Remember, we used to call the Ninth Circuit out in California the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals. I believe that might have been a Limbaugh quote. Uh, The D.C. Circuit Court is getting that reputation, if I can just tell you that. Uh, There was a ruling yesterday against President Trump's claims of immunity from whatever this process, silly prosecution is about January 6th, as if he had anything to do with what happened that day or why the crowds were there or why a certain number of people decided to, you know, have a confrontation with Capitol Police officers that day. It's silly. Uh, But here we go again, right? So uh, they take him to court over this, and he argues that, well, when you're president, every president would be hesitant to make any decision if they thought that after they left office, somebody could sue them over it, somebody could prosecute them criminally over it. Would would you know? Would would uh, Truman have have okayed dropping the bomb if he if he'd known this? If he'd known uh, th- this is the concern, and uh, this is the argument they made. And of course, they went to Jonathan Turley yesterday afterwards. I think it's it's important to note. I listened to a lot of coverage of this this morning, and and only a few outlets are actually reporting this. Two of the three judges were Barack Obama appointees. So f- right from the beginning of it, you understand that politics is at play here. This will end up in the United States Supreme Court. This was Jonathan Turley yesterday on this decision. No, this is the result that some of us predicted. Uh, the panel was very skeptical of these arguments. What former President Trump was advancing was a sweeping an unprecedented claim of immunity. And that's it's not surprising that this panel rejected it. Yeah, uh, maybe given the makeup of, of the panel, might have had something to do with it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, he also said that as a result of this, uh, the trial, which, of course, they originally wanted to try to get underway here this spring, might get pushed back uh, even uh, even further. The interesting dynamic about this case is that Jack Smith has been telling every court it's absolutely urgent that we move this trial forward. And he was made it clear that he wants this president tried and convicted before the election. The Supreme Court clearly didn't share that urgency. It refused to do that. And so it's not clear that they're going to feel even greater urgency now. The March date is not on the calendar anymore. And as we move towards the election date, uh, it gets more controversial to have a trial of this kind uh, within a couple of months of the election. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a big um, decision here. Remember when James Comey was investigating Hillary Clinton and their biggest concern was, and I'm pretty sure the reason why uh, she didn't get indicted because he stopped it from even getting to that point at the DOJ uh, when he made his big announcement about Hillary Clinton. And although they found thousands of emails that were um, classified documents that should never have been used on private email, he didn't think any prosecutor uh, – w- he made the assumption that no prosecutor would would um, take her to court over that, which was clearly out of his wheelhouse. He had no business doing that. But it does speak to the fact that in general, the Department of Justice has been hesitant to do things so close to an election that might influence the outcome of the election. 
So you have to wonder if this thing is going to get pushed back to an August or September start. Is the DOJ going to look at that and say, we, we, we can't do this because this this could influence the outcome of an election? I, I don't know. Under Merrick Garland, probably not. But there have got to be some career people in that department who are going to make that case. You have to hope. Um, I hope so. Anyway. All right. Coming up here. Here's uh, we got Genevieve Wood. We'll talk a little bit more about why the border bill was so bad, despite uh, what some people uh, on the left and a few on the right want to tell you about it. And more on uh, the the effort to monitor, allow parents to monitor public schools so you know when there are policies or content that you're not happy with. One state is already doing that. We're gonna- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Ask Genevieve Wood about it straight ahead. I, I did, and this whole thing has been a disaster from the very beginning. It's what Schumer wanted that is designed not to secure the border, not just not to secure the border. It's designed to make it worse. So this bill, as you noted, it codifies Joe Biden's open borders. Catch and release, the cause of this crisis, it codifies catch and release. It puts it into the law. Not only that, it normalizes 5,000 illegal immigrants a day. That works out to 1.8 million a year. That works out to about 6 million illegal immigrants over the three years of Biden. We have, in fact, seen 9.6 million illegal immigrants. So, so the idiotic Republican proposal was, let's be for two-thirds of the border invasion that Biden has allowed. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Genevieve Wood joining us right now. Great to have you back, Genevieve. How are you? Hey, good to be with you, Mark. Absolutely. You know, I, everybody's talking about the, you know, the fact that the border bill has died and Chuck Schumer's clearly pretty angry about it. But, man, Ted Cruz just nailed it there. I mean, he talks about the fact that what were they thinking that we were going to agree to only making the problem two-thirds as bad as it is right now? And, and that's, I think, being even generous right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it, I think it's as though they thought maybe if we release this on a Sunday night, if we release it over the weekend, nobody will pay a lot of attention. Maybe nobody will read it. I mean, we kind of caught on to that game a few years ago that you got to actually read these things and you got to have time to read it. And, I mean, the bill was barely out the door and people started looking through it. And it was very, I mean, 
dead on arrival is what the House leadership said. The bill had been out about two hours. So I think it was quite clear this wasn't even crafted well if they really thought they were going to get it by people. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I You don't have to read all 350 pages of it. That's you can right. go to specific sections that deal with the numbers, like page 218, for example, where it specifically says that whatever these rules are, when it comes to unaccompanied children and all that and, and certain it, it doesn't affect people who are from not from contiguous countries. So, in other words, Mexico and Canada, like 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 it, 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 it affects Canadians and it affects Mexicans, but it doesn't affect people from Central America. Help me with this. I mean, why would you put that in there? I'd love to help you, but I, I can't figure that one out. I don't know who crafted that word salad. <laughs> but but I, you know, the thing is, Mark, and I'm sure you, you know, your listeners have heard this, but it, it, it bears repeating again and again. This bill, not only would it not have fixed the problem, the reality is it's not a border bill, number one. It had all tons in there beyond just the border, as we know, Ukraine funding and a lot of other stuff. And the reality is so much of the border could be fixed. If Joe Biden would just do what Joe Biden's president has the authority to do, but he's not willing to do it. So you know, this is a lot of blame shifting. The White House doesn't want to deal with this issue. So they want to say, well, Congress has to act. They must do something. We need immigration reform. There's no doubt about that. But the problems that we have today on the border, the president of the United States could fix. He could remain in Mexico. I mean, all the executive orders that he throughout when, when Trump left office, he could reinstate because those were working, Remain in Mexico policy being one of them. But there were many. He could reinstate those without Congress even having to vote or even be in session. He could do all that on his own. And we may or may not love president, you know, issuing executive orders. But the reality is he could do that and fix this problem right now. And then Congress could take up the real issue of immigration reform and how long it may take to process and get people in legally and so forth. That could be a fight for another day. But but the emergency that we have on the border right now, people just pouring over it, people getting in, not having any idea who they are, he could fix that today. And that's what people need to, I think, really understand. The president, he is lying to them when he says Congress has to act. That is not true. Genevieve, I have to ask you about this exclusive interview the Daily Signal did with the Indiana Attorney General. I love this. This is an online portal for parents to be able to monitor the the policies, the content, the curriculum at public schools. How is this going to work? Well, I think it's it's a great idea. First of all, this is something that hopefully spreads beyond just Indiana um, because parents deserve to know what's going on in, the, in their schools, certainly public schools that we all pay for. They deserve to know what kind of content is being taught to our children, whether it's, you know, sex ed, whether it's uh, you name it. They deserve to know what's being taught to their kids. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, this one, uh, uh, if if the school district, like, questions them on it, they're going to post the whatever their issue is with it is that what you said yeah, if, if the district denies the yeah. allegation they're going to post that this the district denied it <laughs> yeah so it kind of puts them in the in the spotlight in other words it does and they're saying to teachers like put, put your lesson plans up there yeah why would you be trying to hide what you're teaching our children i mean it's called the eyes on education quarter which is a pretty good name for it there's nothing that should be taught in a classroom that parents shouldn't be able to look at in advance if they want to. They're not saying they have to do this. This is something that's completely voluntary. But it's basically saying we're not going to hide from you what we're teaching your children. 
And I think that's, I mean, it ought to be just common sense. But unfortunately, that's where we are is having to basically force many schools to do that kind of thing and educators because they, in reality, they often don't want the parents to know what's being taught in the classroom. Yeah, no kidding. So right now, so far as we know, this is just something they're doing in the state of Indiana, correct? Do we know of any other states that have that have moved to this portal? I don't know of any. I don't know of any other states doing this exact kind of thing. I think you have other states considering this kind of thing. But again, this is this is why we love you know the idea that you have all these experiments. This is a, be a great tool that parents can use, and maybe it'll be something that other states you know try to copy. Um, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. And you can go into the like Indiana University. It's 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 uh, high schools, public schools and it's upper schools like uh, Indiana University School of Medicine. I see on there you can go in and check out Uh, good, good stuff. DailySignal.com is where you can find out more about all of that stuff. And I tell you what, Genevieve, always love having you on. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. You bet. Genevieve Wood, senior advisor at Heritage Heritage uh, dot com. Speaking of schools, by the way, we are planning to ramp things up here for our upcoming school board elections in April. We've already planned another Save Our Schools rally. We're going to be having all of the details for that. We're going to be rolling them out in the next week or two. We'll start having candidates on here to talk about what they're hoping to get accomplished in April to get some more common sense on local school boards. So stay tuned right here to 97.1 FM Talk and the Mark Cox Morning Show for more of that. Coming up, more from Jeff Manasso on the mom... uh, who's been charged and found guilty in her son's shooting case. On count one of involuntary manslaughter as to Madison Baldwin, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. On count two of involuntary manslaughter in regards to Tate Muir, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. On count three as to involuntary manslaughter regarding Hannah Hanna St. Juliana, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. And in count four, of involuntary manslaughter against Justin Schilling, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Wow. Talking about Jennifer Crumbly there. If you followed that case with the shooting she, of her by her son, she was found guilty in a courtroom yesterday. And we've got Jeff Manasso from Fox News Radio who's been covering this story. Um, she, she's the first parent, isn't she, Jeff, to be held responsible for this? She is, Mark, and this is going to send a wide-ranging message that parents of mass shooters can be held responsible. Uh, as, as we just heard that decision from a Michigan jury yesterday uh, in Oakland County Court on those four counts of involuntary manslaughter for Jennifer Crumbly in her son's mass shooting in Oxford High School in 2021 left four dead and seven others hurt. Um, you know, prosecutors, now a jury, says that, that, that she – could have stopped this from happening through mental health treatment uh, with her son. And if she, her, her son didn't have access to a gun, remember this was a, this was a gift uh, that, that, uh, <clears throat> that the parents got for this teen would be shooter uh, just days essentially before he would use it to, to shoot up that school. And so now she's facing 15 years per, uh, per charge. So up to 60 years in prison when she is sentenced in the coming months. We, we think it's going to be April. Uh, her son, or her husband, James Crumbly, facing uh, similar charges, four counts of involuntary manslaughter. He goes on trial in March. And, of course, the teen shooter's son is, is already in prison for life without parole. Yeah, I, I don't know why this has not happened before. You know, I brought this up earlier. I mean, the Sandy Hook case. Um, the, yeah. the, 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 the shooter in that particular case, Adam Lanza, I mean, 
His mother knew he had issues. Uh, she gave him access to her guns. Now, he shot her dead, so there was yeah, no parent yeah. to charge in that case, right? Yeah, no, yeah, she, he, he did. He, he, she, it was, it was her guns. She was supposed to lock them up and, and, uh, you know, he had access to those, uh, wherever they were locked up inside that home. But, uh, unfortunately, uh, he, he used, he used the guns on her first. Um, uh, but you know, there, there's a track record here in terms of the texts, in terms of the messaging. I mean, just days before the shooting, school administrators had contacted the Crumbleys about their son. He was caught searching for ammunition on his phone during classes and on the day of the shooting. A teacher found uh, uh, scary drawings uh, by this this teen uh, with a figure of a gun and a person who was who was shot. The parents were contacted. The mom was brought in uh, to the, the counselor's office, the principal's office, uh, along with their son, and they, they talked it out. The school wanted Jennifer Crumbly to take her son home. She refused. He was never checked. His gun was in his back, his backpack the entire time, even when he was in that office. They let him go back to class, and he shot up the school. Jeff, this is um, this is Kim. I, I think that's the difference in this case is because you know there are parents who do seemingly everything right. They're very plugged in. They're getting their kids help, and, and these things can sadly still happen. But I think in this case, it looks yeah. like they were able to really prove negligence. I even know that the mom, Jennifer, had testified saying, yeah, looking back, I, I wouldn't have done anything different in the way that I was parenting my son. Yeah, calling her son the the manipulator in this and blaming her husband because he was the one that kind of kept control in terms of hiding the gun in the home. Jury didn't buy it, and 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 so you know this is going to send a message to to parents out there uh, who have guns in their home that the onus is on you to make sure that that these guns are, are really stay out of the hands of 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 your kids. Yeah. Um, and so that's the message that I think is, is, is going to be heard loud and clear. And and the responsibility for a, a mental health check. I mean, there, there, I know a lot of parents are going to be in denial about things like that that are going on. But maybe they wake up and say, maybe this is something we should go get him him or her treated for. Yeah, well, look, even... You know, even even the the, the parent of, of of one of the, the the kids lost Craig Schilling. He lost his son Justin. He says that Jennifer, or his message to her yesterday is, "You wouldn't have to have gone through any of this had you just done your job as a parent." And and the warning signs were were there. Wow, I tell you, Jeff Manasso, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right. Yep. Thank you. Uh, that that's. Uh... A shocking story, but but you think think about that. Think how many times and I I haven't researched this. I guess I could go back through Missouri CaseNet and see on the Missouri side of the river. But how many times do we hear stories where people have where police have responded to a, sh- a shooting in a home where a kid has found a gun that was not secured, not locked up? I. I I wonder what the percentage of times are in those cases where the parents are held responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Well, think about the, the parents, say, who are like strung out on drugs. They're not watching over their young kids. A toddler somehow gets a hold of a gun, shoots him or herself or somebody else and kills them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, 
at what point are the parents responsible? And I know in that case they would be. But, I mean, this is kind of similar to that. My question earlier when we were talking about this today was – Could the school have said, I hear you, parents of this guy, the 17-year-old, saying that you don't want to remove him from the classroom, but we're not comfortable with this. We're sending him home today. Would that have changed the outcome? Could he have just come back to the school and and sadly shot it up? Maybe. I I think so. But could, and I'm not blaming the school on this, but could a school override a parent's decision and say, I don't care if you want to keep him in class, we're not comfortable with this? I'm sure that's happened. It 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 should happen. It has to have happened. It should happen. Right. Yeah, because it's their duty to protect the kids. Right. So parents could be delusional. And you were talking earlier, too, that a lot of these teachers we're hearing from that I've heard from from specifically say when they have parent teacher conferences about an issue they're having in class with one of their students. Time and again, the parents are siding with their kid. They're in denial that there's an issue and they blame the teacher. Maybe that is needed at, at times, but certainly sometimes the kid needs a good little this is your issue. We're going to address this. Yeah, more, more more of this needs to happen. And I brought up earlier the the case at the Gateway uh, Academy over here, the the Performing Arts Center in St. Louis. Police chief says yes, we will release the investigation in the next couple of weeks. When Kim and I interviewed him last week, we still don't know why he got the gun back, where he got the gun in the first place. Why haven't any of those relatives been charged? To our knowledge, nobody else has been charged in the case. The shooter's dead. My question all along is, what did the school administrators know about this kid and his track record, and when did they know it? And we don't have answers to any of that. And I can't figure out why you would cover that up or delay that information getting out if it wasn't a calculated decision. There's just no reason for it. Um, are we just waiting for the fervor to die down before we release the details and get people all pissed off again? I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for it. But all you can do is speculate when it's 15 months after the shooting happened and you still don't know. Even though there were heroic actions that took place that day on behalf of the police officers who responded. I know that personally. So I, because I've been told uh, about it. So anyway. Yeah, coming up, uh, we are going to talk to Charles Payne in the next hour. I want to get more from him on some of those economic reports that came out uh, late last week and uh, the jobs reports and all that and what he really thinks it means for the economy. It's it's not helping bring prices down. That's one thing we do know. I read a story today at a McDonald's in Connecticut where a Big Mac meal is $18 because of their increased cost uh, from inflation. And from wage pressure, $18 for a Big Mac meal at a McDonald's up in uh, in Connecticut. That's unbelievable. We'll get to all that and more coming up on the Mark Cox Morning Show. Be shocked if Michelle Obama sneaks her way into the 2024 race. And she goes on to say, coming back now, Obama, not him, her. We've heard this drumbeat for a while. It's getting louder. Plans are to grab Michelle for the Democratic presidency choice. Making the music is Barack the orchestra leader. Obama's quietly angling for Joe to go. Is it quiet? He's weaseled up to this for a few weeks. A Joe flop out offers probability that Michelle could wiggle in. That is a report by Cindy Adams in her gossip column in the New York Post. That was Fox News talking about it yesterday on uh, Outnumbered. I'm trying to remember where I saw an article yesterday that said something about Michelle Obama. There was a quote from somebody 
in in that article, she said somebody quoted Michelle Obama in 2022 saying, I'm going to run. That's what it was. Yes. That's, it was that quote. Yep. That that's what she says in the in the op ed. Uh, I'm going to run is what she claims. So I, I don't know. I mean, um, as much as she seemed to dislike it when she was there, maybe she's realized just how much their household could be enriched if there were two former presidents living in their household as opposed to just one. She also may now like the idea of her specifically having the power, the title, the prestige of being president versus just first lady. Oh, my God. This is, it would be, it would be a nightmare worse than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I think the problem is that she's kind of this wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes. Because people look at her, she seems nice, she seems fun, relatable. I can even tell you that she seems to be those things. She's the kind of person that would be fun to hang out with is kind of the, the vibe that she gives off. And I think that's really what worked for Barack Obama. And obviously that's not what it is. Her policies are terrible, uh, but but she's very she's, appealing to a lot of people. But she, we got plenty of evidence when she was in there. There's There's a video floating around where uh, everybody's saluting the flag and she says, not the flag again, uh, or what's with the flag. You can read her lips and see what she's saying about it. I never got the impression that she's proud of America, even though she lived a, she grew up, lived a privileged life uh, all through her existence. Uh, the, I, I, I just can't. Get For the first it. time in my adult lifetime, I'm really proud of my country. And not just because Barack has done well, but because I think people are hungry for change. Yeah, I, I don't want the kind of change that Michelle Obama is selling. This is the, the rest of what they said about it on Outnumbered yesterday. Obama's negotiating to make that happen. Pay attention, she writes, to them gurgling and burbling about the election, about concern over Joe's crappy polling, about bad Trump about everything but bad, bad Leroy Brown, Obamas are not into casual statements. No, they're not. And President Obama wants to get back in the White House. So I guess the only way for him to get back in is to get his wife in there. But that is absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. I mean, that's like, you know, uh, President Kennedy and, and, and Jackie Kennedy going and running for the presidency. That would be like Melania Trump. I am all for women empowerment. Jesus, these are not politicians. These are wives of former presidents. That does not entitle you the White House. But that just goes to show how desperate the Democratic Party is. You think that you married a president, you're married to a president, so therefore that makes you qualified? What in the world would make Michelle Obama qualified to become the president of the United States? Yeah. I, you could see, I mean, you could make that argument about Kamala Harris, too, for, for, that, for that matter, I think. But yeah, I did, did this, this that was the uh, the conversation yesterday on uh, outnumbered. I don't know. This whole thing is going to be interesting because it's really just a matter of months before they'd have to make the switch. Well, you've said all along you didn't think it would be uh, Biden. No, I, I initially thought it would be Gavin Newsom. <clears throat> I think I've I've discarded that theory now. So it is looking more and more likely it'd be Michelle. I, I did, there's alive. no way that Joe Biden could do another four years. There's absolutely no way. Batten, like, that's almost like an objective statement at this point. I know. I'm with you. Batten down the hatches. Uh, we're in for it here. Hey, coming up, we'll talk to Charles Payne, one of my favorite guests here who just cuts straight to the bone on a lot of these big issues, particularly those uh, big jobs numbers the White House was bragging about uh, from last week when they came out. We'll get a, we'll get a uh, check in with him. And there's a great fundraiser coming up called 
bourbon and badges. You want to get in on this one. My friend Joe Hill is going to be here to talk about it about 845. Get more at 971talk.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.